Okay, welcome to a special preview episode of our brand new podcast series, I Hate Love Remakes, where we discuss remakes. Joining me for the series will be the lovely Evie. I'm Batman. She is Batman. Yes, so anyways, we're doing a special preview episode just to get our introductions out and let everyone know what it is that this podcast is going to be about. Evie, who are you? A person. You are a person. Yes. And I am also a person. My name is Noel. I've written for the Review Journal of an Obsessive Completist, as well as Deconstructing Moya, a Farscape rewatch. And we decided to do this particular thing, this study of remakes, because I have a bit of a reputation on Twitter amongst my friends when it comes to remakes being announced. Yeah, because you love the majority of them. Well, no. Well, you're willing to give them a chance, whereas everyone else has already got their torches and pitchforks. Right. Whenever a remake of anything is announced, the typical reaction from fans of the originals, this is blasphemy, they're going to ruin the original. Yes, to the unbeliever. And to even those who aren't fans, it's like, well, this is just another sign of the lack of creativity in Hollywood or stuff like that. Me, I support the idea of remakes. I'm always intrigued to see what it is that people are going to do with something that's already been done before. How are they going to take this pre-existing thing and put a new spin on it, find a new way to explore this material? And in fact, I think the best remakes are those that are not faithful, the ones where they kind of just take the idea and run with it in their own direction and make it their own. And especially when it comes to the lack of creativity, well, an adaptation is an adaptation. If you're going to dump on remakes, then you got to dump on any adaptation of anything. Movies based on TV shows, movies based on books, movies based on comics. An adaptation is an adaptation, regardless of what it's being based on. A remake is simply a film based on an earlier film. Evie, do you have any thoughts that you would like to share? Should I put down my torch and pitchfork first? Well, yeah, take it out of my side. (laughs) Yes, gently now. Oh, that hurts. (laughs) I am a little bit more vocal about my opposition to remakes of things I like. Well, also, you, you don't feel there's a point to remake things, right? Not if they got it right the first time. Like, if it's something that's really, really well done the first time, Mm -hmm. it's not broken. Stop trying to smash it. Yeah. Whereas there's some movies out there where the first time I like the idea, but I'm like, oh, no, remake the hell out of that. Yes. And unfortunately, those are the ones that rarely ever get remade. Exactly. But yeah, and then also there's foreign films that are remade for domestic audiences, usually within a couple years of their original release. Sometimes you get a little bit of time, like you get a few years in between. Lately, they're like, I know that they just had stuff come out, like um, they did... Let the right one in. Yeah, they just redid that as Let Me In, and it was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go watch the original with subtitles, because it's pretty much what you did, except I don't have to read subtitles. Right, and that's always where I'm conflicted, because I prefer a remake that brings something new to the table, and yet I can still understand why it is they would want to try to... I don't want to say domesticate it or domesticize it. They were trying to reach a wider audience. Which makes sense. And it's not just for U.S. Films made in English actually do reach a wider audience worldwide than films made in any other language. So technically, you're expanding your audience even further beyond the U.S. But in most other countries, they don't have a problem watching films with subtitles or with dubs. Yeah. Yeah, America doesn't dub anymore. Why doesn't America dub anymore? I think it's just that they've gotten lazy and people just think dubs are hilariously done. I think it's just we have a problem for some reason taking seriously mouths that aren't moving in sync with the dialogue. Exactly, yeah. Which is weird because we all know it's a dub. Why is it that we can't look past that? Instead, then the idea is, well, let's just remake it. Let's reshoot it. Let's make it something that we don't have to worry about that as a problem. See, but people watch animes with dubs, so I don't get that. Yeah, but animation, the mouth movement is a little looser. It's a little easier to get around. 
it's not a real image of a real person. Yeah, but Amy Smash! It's definitely a debate to be having, but, you know, this isn't the I Hate Dubs podcast, so... And then there's also the generational remake, where a classic from, like, the 50s, 60s, or 70s, someone wants to update for a modern audience. Like Footloose. Footloose, yes. That's not even from my generation. And Well, you know, we should avoid trying to get into specific remakes, because we might actually do an episode on that at some point. We're never watching the Footloose remake. I'm yes, we are. Down. No, we're not. Well, then I'll do it with a guest. Fine, I will do it then, but <laughs> you know what? At least they didn't have Chase Crawford in it. We're still going to watch Footloose. Fine. But yeah, there is the generational thing, and it sometimes go back further, like films from the 1930s and 40s. Mm -hmm. I actually do enjoy the idea of a cultural update because culture has changed. Civilization has changed in a lot of subtle ways, and I'm always curious to see how are they going to update the material to fit this. I mean, just the fact that cell phones and computers have entered the reality is instantly going to change the way a lot of stories would turn out. And I'm always curious to see how would they incorporate that. And how would they put a new spin based on ideals in terms of things you can show on screen, like in terms of relationships, in terms of like female independence or homosexuality or racial views, you know? How have those changes maybe even impacted the way a story can be told? See, I'm fine with that. But the thing is that they do that and then they seem to give it to the most incompetent people to work on. Yeah. Like someone who is literally like using a pair of scissors and they're cutting up lines and just pasting it all on paper. Right. It's the old syndrome of, Let's take this classic that people have loved for generations, and instead of handing it over to one of the top filmmakers of the era, let's say, okay, who's young, who's cheap? Who can we get to make this for as little money as possible? Then it's just a cash-in. But that doesn't mean it's automatically going to turn out bad. No, it's happened sometimes where it happens to work out because the person who's cheap also happens to be a very good filmmaker. Right, and this debut is actually gives them an opportunity to show that, hey, I can actually do something here. Like Zack Snyder with Dawn of the Dead, you know? Yeah. Which some people hate. Some people hate, but it was a success, nonetheless. And it started a great career. And it taught me one very important thing. What? If the zombie apocalypse comes, I want Sarah Pauly on my team. Yes. Sarah Pauly, Ving Rhames, boom, you're unbeatable. Exactly. And also, I need to head to a mall. Yes. Mall, Sarah Pauly, guns. There we go. Yes, and never go after the dog. God, no. And then also, what we need to discuss here is, how do we define a remake? One of the problems is that often you have situations where multiple films are based on the same source material, like all of Shakespeare's plays or Sherlock Holmes or Jane Austen, Jane Austen, Casino Royale, stuff like that, where just because it shares the same source material does not automatically make it a remake. What we're specifically going to explore in this podcast are films based on previous films. We're not going to do films where it's a brand new adaptation of a source material that has already been filmed. Stuff like War of the Worlds or Pride and Prejudice or stuff like that. We're also not going to go near the um, Nolan vs. Batman. Well, that's also where they just went back to the source material and did something yeah. new. Yeah. Well, I mean, comparing it to the Tim Burton original, I'm like, it's like comparing oranges and pears. I'm like, yes, they're both fruit, but they're not the same kind of fruit, dude. Right. So yeah, so we just want to make it clear here that for this podcast, we're only going to be focusing on remakes that are genuine remakes as opposed to adaptations of other material. It has to be based on a film in order for us to talk about it. Excellent. <laughs> you can't tell, but I'm like actually tenting my fingers. I can tell just from the way you said that. <laughs> it had the finger-tented timber to it. <laughs> yes. So anyways, so we are very much looking forward to doing this for everyone. And by look forward, I mean I will be crying at some point. Yes. 
And we are going to have guests coming in to talk with us about specific films. Some people you've probably heard about, some people you haven't. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank both Kevin and Dana at the Made of Fail podcast, who have been great friends to us over the last few years. They've had me on their podcast at one point, and everyone should go listen to their show. And they have given us the blessing that we are now an official part of the Made of Fail family. Yay us. Yay us. They're both very pretty. Yes. Well, Kevin's the man version of pretty. He's prettier than I am. <laughs> he has hair. Well, I have hair, but it's on the bottom of my head. <laughs> I have hair, but it's on the bottom of my head. We are very much indebted to the Made of Fail podcast. Kevin there has given me a lot of great insights and tips when it comes to setting up this podcast of our own. And, and we'd just like to give a big thanks and a shout out to them. And everyone go check them out at madeoffail.net. And if you don't, I'll be very disappointed. She will be very disappointed and she'll take that pitchfork she stuck in my side and stick it in yours. And then I will burn things down with my torch. And like actual torch, not the flashlight torch. That would actually be so much more fun to watch you trying to burn things down with a flashlight. Okay, now I'm just going to go do it. Why won't it ignite? Why won't it ignite? (laughs) TV lied to me. (laughs) So anyways, I think that's about going to wrap it up for this preview episode. We will be back in a few weeks with our very first official episode where we are going to discuss one of the most notorious remakes of all time, Psycho. And we're going to break someone. Yes, breaking will be had, and we're going to have a special guest for it, and we're looking very much forward to it, and it will be our big pomp and circumstance debut, which means probably not many people are going to listen to it, and we'll slowly build an audience through sympathy. Yay, sympathy! This wraps up our special preview episode. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you come back around to check us out as we continue to try and do something here that we've never tried to do before, and hopefully we will not fail miserably. Will you take me to Mount Splashmore? Provided we don't fail miserably. Yay! If we do fail miserably, then I'll take you to stand outside of Mount Splashmore where you will get splashed by the Splashmoreans. Splashmore. I accept that. All right, then that is how it shall be. Good night. But you could say, say good night, Evie. Good night, Evie. <laughs>